welcome to the Trusted Tech Talks podcast. Um, this week, we're going to be covering uh, a topic that's become more and more prevalent. Some clients are saying they want a front-end or a back-end developer that specializes in one specific area. Some are saying that they want more full-stack developers. Now, this has led us to asking people the question, does a full-stack developer really exist? So to get some opinions from the experts, we've got Sabira with us today to educate us a little bit further on her views. So how are we doing, Sabira? Uh, I'm doing very well. Thank you, Jordan. How are you? Yeah, very well. Not doing too bad. Thanks for asking. Um, so Sabira, before we jump into the discussion, can you give us an overview of your experience, where you're working at the moment and, and what you do within the company? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I am a product developer. Uh, I'm working with End uh, Digital. Uh, we're a consulting uh, company. Uh, I work out of the Leeds office as such. Uh, so pretty much uh, what I tend to do is I work with uh, different clients as and where I'm needed, working in different stacks and as uh, necessary, working in, uh, in the different roles as needed. As such. Cool. Perfect. No, well, thanks for that. Um, so Sabira, the, the, the most obviously the, the 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 most important question that we're probably going to ask, I guess, is do you believe there's such a thing as a full stack developer? Uh, I'm going to have to say yes, there is such a thing as a full stack developer. Uh, a full stack developer uh, realistically is uh, more likely to be a T-shaped T-shaped developer. Uh, quite likely. So they might be stronger in one area of development, but then they have good understanding of uh, other areas where they can pick up tasks and contribute as necessary. Or you might end up with uh, what uh, is the new thing where you have a comb-shaped developer, which is you might have several specialisms, and, but still uh, enough knowledge about other areas as such as well. What, what, what was that? A comb-shaped developer, did you say? Yeah, a comb-shaped developer. What, what so, a that, t so, so you know how with the T-shaped developer, so you might be a stronger front-end developer, for instance, yeah. and then you've got some base knowledge, broad knowledge of around the back-end back development, uh, deployments, et cetera, things like that. A comb-shaped developer would be where you might have certain, you might have knowledge of, say, for example, .NET, and you're also familiar with Java, so a few more technologies, but then there's other areas where you've got broad, broad knowledge about it, but you're not a specialist in those areas. Okay, cool. I, uh, I did actually know that. I've definitely heard of a T-shaped developer, but yeah, common uh, is new, is new to me. Um, yes. Interesting. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one as well. I'm sure there's other people who are listening to this and they'll probably think, I've never heard that, but no, there we go. Um, so Sabir, what, what, what do you think the benefits are of actually being a full stack developer? Because the reason why I ask this, and I said this to, to Anthony yesterday, right, to me on, on the outside perspective, I get it. Like you, like you understand the full software development lifecycle and um, but but also at the same time you also kind of get paid the same as a, as a front end specialist or a back end specialist. So, so what, what, what are the major benefits in your eyes? Uh, the major benefits are you've got like a more well-rounded developer. Uh, you're you're able to understand other areas of development. You can contribute to discussions, uh, etc. So, for instance, for example, say when it comes to things like uh, estimations or deep dives. So you may not be completely like say for example a front end uh, a front end developer who's uh, really strong in front end, but you have some 
familiarity with databases and server-side APIs. So you can contribute it. You can follow conversations uh, much better if you were a full-stack developer than, say, for example, all you, all you did was front-end. You wouldn't have a clue what's going on as such, right? Uh, the other advantage I see is you can pick things up as needed on the team, like they do not become blockers. So for example, if you only had like front-end developer and back-end developers on a team. So say for if you had like a project where you had like a couple of guys in that sprint where they were all front-end, but then your front-end developer was unfortunately off sick or possibly on holiday or something, then you'd have you'd have a situation where you're just blocked. There's nothing you can do. The cards can't move. There's nothing that can be done. But if you had somebody who's a full stack developer, they can pick it up and then start uh, picking up uh, some of those cards and moving them along. And in doing so, you're actually unblocking your team uh, as well as like upskilling the developer within itself mm -hmm. uh, as such. So those are some of the things and that's just how you end up uh, with more stronger developers. Nice, got you. Um, so, so over your career, have you have you always been a full stack developer yourself, or have you have you like waited to to one specific side? I haven't. I mean, what I have always found for me is, uh, I believe the backend development, etc., is quite important because that's kind of tends to be the bare bones that drives the things. But so equally important is the front end because if you think about it, like if there isn't like the fancy front end, etc you wouldn't be able to relate or like communicate with that backend. So both are just as equivalent. Uh, there was just one example, right? Um, I can give you. Uh, so it's one of projects, this wasn't, this was a colleague of mine. They had, they were doing a demonstration, et cetera, right? So they had built this really good like search uh, uh, engine, et cetera, and everything. And uh, it was also like wrapped around with the front end. Right. So the only thing with the front end was they one of the button was out of alignment. Right. So throughout the demo, he was showing this. Oh, so you can do this and this and this works, etc. And they're like, oh, but so can you move that button? All they could do was focus on the front end <laughs> as such. So they're both just as equally important at the end yeah. of the day. One both drive each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, make, make, makes perfect sense. Uh, interesting. OK, cool. So so on that then, Sabir, because uh, again, I've. Um, Again, working the, the software market on, on my end and, and speaking to hiring managers, it seems like more and more is actually expected of, of a developer, um, not just in terms of like their, their coding ability, but testing and their kind of cloud technologies and, and, and even the software skills are becoming more and more prevalent. But what, what do you think that a, a future kind of full stack or even just a future developer looks like to you? Robots who can code, come on, we're going to Terminator, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually don't know if I would like that or not. I'm not too sure. I really enjoyed all the Terminator movies, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> um... no, with all fairness, like, no, with all fairness, like, uh, developers will be prevalent, will still be there. Even if you do end up writing co like code that can code itself, you'll still need somebody to maintain it. Mm -hmm. unless you're watching next then it's not yeah. um but uh, realistically a developer in the future uh, definitely more um, full stack would definitely be key but not just like within specific technologies etc it's going to be more 
uh, important to have the aptitude to learn, et cetera, the soft skills that are required to be able to work in cross-functional teams, working with different, uh, in different uh, skill sets, like, so for example, uh, testing itself as well. So pretty much those would be the things that uh, I believe would be what in, uh, a future developer would need as such. Uh, the industry is evolving all the time. So your, uh, the developer would have to keep up with all the different technologies, different skill sets, et cetera. All of them would be very, very important, I think. Mm -hmm. For sure. Okay. Um, j just on the, on the skill set thing, because Sabira, I'm, I'm right in saying like you, uh, uh, you're in like a, a lead position and you're, you do like obviously the odd kind of interview and different things like that to, um, and mentoring, et cetera. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, as somebody in that type of position, what, what, what kind of soft skills do you think are becoming more and more important within, within a developer? So uh, soft skills would be definitely like uh, aptitude to learn as somebody who doesn't shy away from a problem. Like you don't want it to be somebody who's like, oh, that's not, I don't know that I can't do it. Like you want to be able to learn, try and learn new things, etc. Keep up sharing knowledge, working with uh, others, uh, working with other team members, etc. Uh, uh, pretty much like I have come across like, uh, because in some areas, I have seen uh, you'll have uh, you have specialist roles. So I've got you've got developers, you've got uh, QAs, you've got automation engineers, etc. So depending on what it is, and then in some areas, what we have is you've just got a developer, which is like pretty much somebody who does a lot of the different things that are needed, right? And mm -hmm. saying that, like uh, I have seen people are some people who are, who shy away from being able to work outside what, what they feel define their role. Uh, that's something that almost becomes a blocker to their development, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, definitely. Um, I think you, you, you do have to have, a, I think it's important to have a natural curiosity and challenge things, but I think within any industry, I think you've, you've really got to go and just kind of find out for yourself in certain aspects. Yeah, you, you do your research and you learn from other people, but I think, yeah, um, what, what I kind of took from that is like, don't be afraid to kind of fail and, and just make sure you learn from it, I guess, as well. Um, yeah. Because yeah, it's it's just one of them industry. Well, you like the industry you specifically work in. It, it is a oh, constant learning. Um, like every day, I'm sure you've learned two or three new things today. You're like, wow, I never even knew that. How did I not know that? <laughs> so, um, for sure, cool. So, um, Sabira, going back to that, then what what advice would you give a young Sabira when when first starting out her software development journey? Uh, so journey uh, advice to my younger self or a younger a young developer would be do not be scared of challenges that is how you learn that is how you develop um you'll fail a thousand times before you succeed but each time you failed you're actually like gained insight and experience that you will like learn from all the time um just keep learning keep trying out new technologies uh etc and uh at the end of the day, find what makes you happy as such. So uh, whatever it is, this kind of skills, like don't be afraid of change. That would be one of those things that I would say. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid of change. Got you. Well, uh, I know this may be slightly off topic, but out of interest, what was the very first um, kind of language you 
you ever used your <laughs> do you remember back uh, java java was it yeah because i spoke yeah. to i spoke to a guy yesterday and he mentioned like java was actually the first first one he used and he absolutely hated it um and he nearly just like he, he actually said to himself i'll never be a software developer and then yeah things quickly changed because he went out and tried different different technologies do, do you yeah. still use java still do yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually it's quite interesting because the first language I learned was Java. And um for me, I got into I got into computer I got into computer engineering uh back in uh, but when I when I went to computer engineering, I didn't want to have a clue what I was going into per se. <laughs> yeah. Uh ironically, it was one of those situations where um I was really good at math and basically like I'd won first prize in math in the country. Um, out of high school and I wanted to really at that point be a doctor but then mm -hmm. being like so good at math like I had two options ahead of me it was either like doing math or biology I couldn't have both so yeah. to try and like and essentially like we worked out to be was uh, oh you're so good in math you have to do it and like anyway I ended up going into it and first day of university um, I'm sitting in a class learning Java and the, the professor is uh, going on, oh, so for those of you who come back from a C-like uh, background, for those of you this, and I'm like, was I meant to know any of these things? <laughs> and like, I remember the first day sitting, the first assignment I had, like I was sitting like in my dorm room, trying to figure it out. I just couldn't hack it. I just couldn't make sense of it. And wow. I went downstairs to the cafeteria to go get a sandwich or something to just give myself a break. And I run into a colleague of mine, like from uh, one of my classmates. And he goes like, oh, so we've got an extension. And this assignment was due uh, tomorrow or something like that at that point, <laughs> right? So we've got an extension. So I've got this renewed amount of and about of energy. I go, in, I go upstairs and then I started looking at it with a fresh pair of eyes. And suddenly, you know, it's like, you know, the Eureka moment where everything yeah. suddenly makes sense. <laughs> and suddenly it all made sense right yeah. <laughs> i mean ironically like it was one of those where we'd already had our first test completed like part of we finished our first test then you had your assignments etc so on the first test i bear like a basically just kind of scrapped through with like a c <laughs> yeah. and then i did really well for the rest of the assign the term and actually ended up coming out with a b and then kind of just flew by with the rest after yeah. But it was just one of them for me. It was like that eureka moment where it suddenly all made sense. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's, that's crazy. It's crazy how one little small thing like that, you just bump yeah. into somebody who says that to you and you're like, wow, it just clicks. Um, yeah. do, you, do you still remember who that, that individual is? Or <laughs> uh, No, I don't remember him, actually. I don't remember his name per se. Might, I'd have to go back and like look at it. <laughs> No, but yeah fair enough no, yeah, I, no I do remember he was one of the really smart guys in my class i do remember <laughs> that much <laughs> <laughs> yeah there we go that that must have been music to your ears I, I i love a little anecdote i love a little story like that um always a nice way to uh always a nice way to close off a, a great podcast so sabira honestly thank you very much for your for your contribution um for any of the listeners uh if you've any further questions for sabira uh you want to pick her brain a little bit more or or even just add her on linkedin and and and, and if she posts anything I just obviously engage. Um, I'll obviously make sure to tag uh, tag your details below. 
Um, but yeah, firstly, thanks for listening to, to the episode of Trusted Tech Talks podcast with myself, Jordan. And again, thank you very much, Sabir. Really appreciate having you on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for your time. It's been my pleasure. No problem at all. And uh, again, if you guys have any other questions around full stack development or you, you, you'd be keen to kind of share your thoughts, by all means, get in touch with us guys and uh, maybe just drop us a message on LinkedIn. Um, plus, make sure you don't miss out in future episodes. Uh, follow us on LinkedIn and Spotify. But apart from that, have a lovely evening and uh, I'll catch up with you soon.